Can the Tennessee Titans keep their playoff push going against a banged-up Houston Texans team? We're going to look at it from both sides on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, crossover Thursday, week 15, the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans. I am Tyler Rowland, host of Locked on Titans, here with John Hickman, one of the hosts of Locked on Texans. We're going to be breaking down the matchup before we get into it. Do want to let you know that today's crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL, all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you for making Locked on Titans and Locked on Texans your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday content on your team. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. Again, it's your team every day here on the Locked on Podcast Network. But, John, I always love the divisional crossovers. Love them. My guys, John and Cody down in Houston. Tony, of course. Jake and Zach over it. Locked on Colts. I mean, love the AFC South. Love the host that we have here. So excited to dive into this one with you. We're going to start with the key storylines for both these teams. Move into matchups to watch. Talk about some predictions. Uh, John, I'm going to start here for the Titans. It's can they make a playoff push here? So the Titans get one of the most insane, unpredictable comeback victories in recent NFL history. On Monday Night Football, Will Levis looks incredible. That was Steals crazy. the show. I know, right? The defense even had some good moments. The Titans really made them a ton, a ton of mistakes that kind of tried to give the game away to the Dolphins. But overall, there was some really good stuff. If you look at the Titans' schedule here, they play Houston, who may not have C.J. Stroud, and I'm sure you'll talk about it. Houston's really banged up right now. They have a ton of key yes. injuries and guys who may be out. So you may get a Houston Texans team that that isn't at 100%. And the Titans are much better at home. So those two things combined, if you don't see C.J. Stroud, then clearly that gives you a better chance to beat Houston. So you have that. Then you have a home game against the Seattle Seahawks on Christmas Eve where Geno Smith is banged up. The Seahawks are dealing with injuries. The Titans are home. They could win that game. And if you win those two games, now you're 7-8. and eight. And who knows what could happen if you get to 7-8. and eight when you have another game against Houston in Houston and a yeah. game against Jacksonville at home, two more division games, there we I talked about it on my show yesterday, but there are realistic paths to the playoffs for the Titans. Now, they will need some help. They will just certainly need some help. But all they need to do with Houston is beat Houston twice. And if yeah. they do that, yeah, because if Houston is 9-8, and eight, the Titans are 9-8, and eight, and the Jaguars are 9-8, and eight, if all of those teams are 9-8 and eight at the end of the year, the Titans would win the division and get the playoff spot because the tiebreaker is a three-way tiebreaker between those three teams when they played each other. So what would the Texans' record be against the Jacks? It would be Jacks and Titans. It would be one and three because technically the Titans would beat them twice in this you know, theoretical situation. The <clears throat> Titans and Jags would be one and one, and the Jags and the Texans would be one and one. So the Jags would be two and two, the Texans would be one and three, and the Titans would be three and one. So based on that tiebreaker, the Titans would make the playoffs if all three teams finish at 9-8. and eight. So 
there is a realistic path here for the Titans to go, and they can start it with a banged-up Texans team. And if they win this game right here, I think it's kind of silly right now, John. My personal opinion is the Titans are not making the playoffs. It's too unrealistic. But if they win this game against Houston, it becomes a lot more realistic by the moment. So can the Titans make a playoff push here? That's the big storyline for them coming into this one. And I think the circumstances with Houston definitely give the Titans an advantage here to try to get a win if C.J. Stroud does, in fact, miss this game. Yeah, and I also think the playoff push for Houston is the same thing for exactly. Tennessee, right? It's exactly. a division that, as of right now, is still winnable in the division. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a wild card race that, as of right now, is still get inable. Right. Yes. I know a word. But I think with the playoff push, that storyline is combined with how can Houston survive without C.J. Stroud in order to mm-hmm. stay afloat in the playoff push. Um, Houston has been banged up all year. This isn't a recent issue. This isn't just a now thing. They started the year off banged up. Scott Quisenberry is starting center at the time goes down. Next week, Titus Howard goes down. They've been losing players, it seems like, every week since right. training camp. <clears throat> and now and Tank Dell is out, and Nico Collins it, is hurt. Will right, Anderson is hurt. That. George yeah, Fant is hurt. You're getting Dolph Schultz back, but what's been the yeah. common denominator for Houston to win seven games? C.J. Stroud has been that good to yes. make up for the bad offensive line, or mm-hmm. let me put it like this, the makeshift offensive line. Right. C.J. has been that good to where, okay, we may allow some of these quarterbacks to come in and maybe you know do a little something, but we got the better quarterback on the field. C.J. has been that good with the amount of limited playmakers around him outside of Tank Dale and Nico Collins has been consistent playmakers. He's been that good. And so now you're going from somebody that has been that good to overcome some of these issues that's been hindering this team all year on both sides of the ball with no run game. And now you're looking at the last time he played football, the offensive playmakers were non-existent once Nico Collins went down. So that's going to be another issue this Sunday. And you still, now you don't have C.J. Stroud. So for Houston, how can you stay afloat in this playoff push? It comes down to the man that beat y'all last year, and I, I think in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's good old. The second <laughs> best quarterback middle. in the 2021 draft, Davis Mills, who was right, taking first right. team reps on Wednesday at practice. Mm-hmm. Um, how can he overcome some of those issues? Now, for Davis Mills' point, you were not able to consistently overcome those issues last year. Bad offensive line, no no playmakers around you. Right, uh, you know, non-existent or average, below average tight end play, a defense that isn't the best. Last year you had a run game to kind of take some of that pressure off a little bit, but now for Houston this year, if you're not Devin Singletary getting the bulk of the carries, it's not happening. How can Davis Mills keep this team afloat for the playoff push? And it goes to the offensive coordinator. Pep Hamilton was not a good offensive coordinator last year. A well, lot of people, a good one now. Not a oh my god, <laughs> bro. Bobby Slowick is great. You want me to light the candle and pray for y'all? <laughs> I could do it. But he wasn't good last year, not good this year. How many times, okay, perfect example before we move on, how many times has Titan fans or you, Tyler, thought to yourself, man, it would be great to get some help from the sideline? Yeah, yeah. As a, from a play caller standpoint. Right, right, okay. especially the two years before this. Right, and so now I'm looking at, man, oh my goodness, now I'm looking at Davis Mills. Okay, you're in a bad situation. They hadn't started a game this year. The best 
players out that you can have won't be on the field. When I look at Tank Dale and Nico, how can Bobby Sloyd help you out from the sideline? And coming out of that New York Jets game, when Houston still had a chance to win it, their defense held their offense to zero points at halftime. I could not help but scream to myself, why don't I feel the support from the sideline, from the offense? And I looked directly at Bobby Sloak, who did not do a good job of game planning. And that was with C.J. Stroud. Now you're having to do this with Davis Mills. I'm scratching my head again, and I'm thinking to myself, hopefully this time around to keep the playoff push alive, there's going to be some help from the sidelines to make this offense a little bit easier. Make it, make it, yep. make it go a little bit. Help that quarterback out. Well, when you have a talent disadvantage because you're missing some guys, that is when your coaches have to step up and and put the guys that you do have in advantageous situations so that they can actually make some plays despite, you know, not having all of your best players out there. Titans fans obviously know a lot about that and know about the struggles that come when your coaches don't necessarily do that. But with that being said, we're going to dive even further into this game. We're going to look at the matchups to watch. And of course, of course, I'm going to bring up the Titans offensive line, which I have in every matchup section of Crossover Thursday all year long. And yes, at the end, along with some predictions, John will get his uh, his opinion in on oh, the Titans' man. ownership of the Houston Oilers' history. So I'm sure all of you guys will agree with what he has to say there. <laughs> but with that being said, before we continue today's Crossover Thursday, Do want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, guys, it's a tough time of year for some people. I know the holiday season is, is typically associated with joy and happiness and all that, but for some people it brings up bad memories. For some people it brings up trauma. For some people just the seasonal aspects of, the, of, of winter can be tough to deal with with your mental health. So Sometimes it's okay to admit that you need a little bit of help to get through the season, to get through this spell of things. And if you're starting a thinking therapy, you have to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. And that is a feature that I think makes BetterHelp absolutely fantastic because when you're talking about therapy and something that's so close to, to your private life, you know, you have to have someone that you trust, that you feel comfortable with, and BetterHelp makes that as easy and as possible as it could possibly be. Either way, in the season of giving, make sure that you give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. All right, Titans fans, Texans fans, we're going to continue this week 15 crossover Thursday the first of two matchups these teams will have within a three-week span. We talked about the big storylines for each team. I'm looking at, can the Titans make the playoff run? John's looking at, can Davis Mills keep the playoff hopes afloat here? Now we're going to dive into some matchups. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that Locked On has launched the first ever National Woo! Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. 
It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On Plus, coverage from our national shows on every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Be a part of history. All right, John, I'm going to let you go first since I kicked us off last time. Thank you. What is a matchup? that you're looking for, whether it be actual one-on-one, a position group versus a position group, maybe just a philosophical thing you're looking for. What's a matchup you're looking for in this game? Uh, It's going to be a group versus a guy. Mm. The Texans have allowed. Who's the worst quarterbacks in the NFL right now? I mean, I would say like uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, Gardner Mm. Minshew. uh, I mean, Davis Mills, when he plays – this week, Aiden O'Connell, Bryce okay. Young, okay. you know, some of the younger quarterbacks maybe, in there. Maybe Desmond Ritter is in that mix. You look at oh, Desmond yes. Ritter. Definitely you look Desmond at Zach Ritter. Wilson, who's in that mix. As yes. one of the worst. You look at Derek Carr as one of the – the Houston yes, Texans have allowed 300 yards to Desmond Ritter, struggling mm-hmm. at that time, coming into that game. Mm-hmm. Didn't throw for 300 for weeks, I think, until this past Sunday maybe. They allowed 353 to Derek Carr. They allowed a flawless drive to Bryce Young to end the game, a game that the right. Carolina Panthers were winless. Baker in. Mayfield, too. Baker Mayfield had a good day. Yeah. Uh, this past Sunday, Zach Wilson, who's on who's on who was on the sideline, got bitched 300 yards. So I'm looking at the Houston Texans defense who hired D'Amico Ryans in the offseason. The matchup to watch, and it has to improve. Is not allowing a at this point in his career at below average quarterback who is a rookie in Will Levis, and he has done some things that I like this year. I'm going to give him some mm-hmm. credit, but he is a rookie, average, below average quarterback at this time. Do not allow him to come to Houston, well, come into this game rather, mm-hmm. and pull a Zach Wilson. That was unacceptable. Pull a Desmond Ritter. That was unacceptable. Pull a Derek Carr. Uh, he stinks. That was unacceptable. Baker Mayfield, I like Baker Mayfield, so I'm not going to talk about Baker. But you can't allow him to come in and get a groove against his defense. And the problem is that's been the Texans' M.O. all year, one of the worst Mm -hmm. passing defenses in the NFL, bottom of the league. I think now they're ranked 27th or 28th maybe. Um, The the, the secondary has played better maybe in the first and second quarter, but as the game goes on, we've seen them at times – defense as a whole have trouble stopping some of these quarterbacks. And with that, Houston is going up against a very banged up offensive line. Right. Offensive line that hasn't been productive all year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at John Grenard and Will Anderson. Yes. And I look as I look at a defensive stand, standpoint altogether, I'm looking at you guys to set the edge and get after the quarterback. The QB hits are cute. The pressures are nice, but bring them down. Let's get real sacks here in Houston. And as for the secondary, I need for you guys to just continue to play stop because the linebackers, this game I think is on you guys. The linebackers for Houston has been getting toasted for the most part uh, this year in coverage. And how can you help out your secondary? How can you help out Derek Stingley, Steven Nelson, Jimmy Ward, and Jalen Petra? How can you help them out by not allowing some of these guys to get behind you, by keeping these guys in front of you, by securing tackles, by not missing tackles, by being in your zone, being in your spot, you know, not allowing a lot of yak yards? How can you contribute that to this game? And so I'm looking at Bobby, I'm not Bobby, I'm looking at Matt Burke and D'Amico Ryans, and I'm calling upon them to call a flawless game. It would be unacceptable if we see Will Levis 
in his first time playing the Texans this year in a division matchup go crazy on his defense. It would be unacceptable. Well, I think that's exactly what the Titans have to try to do, if I'm honest with you. Now, I just want to say this. I love Jalen Petrie, one of my favorite players. Loved him out of the draft. Huge fan. But the two places where you started are exactly where I'm at. Because to me, if you're facing Davis Mills, I have to count on the Titans' defense to do the job. There's no way you could shut down Miami's offense the way that they did. And, and then come back and had a ball. He landed just, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Three sacks, career high, AFC defensive player. But the Texans have better tackle play than the Dolphins have. The Dolphins had uh, Teron Armstead out, and Austin Jackson is okay. They paid him recently $13 million a year like he's okay. That's not big-time money for an offensive tackle. So with George Fant, and he's got a hip issue, so if Charlie Heck plays in this game, then that kind of changes things because then Harold Landry's going against Charlie Heck, and Harold Landry is hot right now. Okay, Austin Jackson's still a better player than Charlie Heck. On the other side with Laramie, uh, Laramie Tunzel, uh, the, the Titans' pass rush, although there's a good matchup there, the Titans' defense should be able to take care of business against a Davis Mills offense. But on offense for the Titans, those edges that you mentioned, Will Anderson, I know he's banged up, but if he plays, and then Jonathan Grenard on the other side, the Titans' offensive tackles are terrible. The Titans have the worst offensive tackle play in the NFL throughout the season, all right? If the Texans' edge rushers dominate the offensive tackle play, uh, offensive tackles of the Titans, it could totally ruin the plan. Because for me, it's all about attacking the middle of the field against zone coverage. The Houston Texans play 79% zone coverage. And if you look, the last few weeks, the Titans played the Panthers, the Colts, the Jaguars, uh, the Dolphins, all heavy zone teams that play a ton of zone coverage. And Houston has played, again, 79% zone coverage, one of the top 10 teams in the NFL. But the Titans are better against zone, and they're worse against man coverage because tight press man coverage makes it tough on the Titans' lackluster wide receiving core. The Texans probably aren't going to change entirely what they do as a defense when they're one of the most zone-heavy teams. So I think Will Levis will have the opportunity to attack the linebackers and safeties over the middle of the field, and the Titans' offensive line has to give them time because, like you said, the Texans have been vulnerable in their pass defense. Mm -hmm. And the only way the way that could absolutely prevent the Titans from hitting on that weakness is if the defensive line of the Texans just doesn't give them time to do it. So the Titans' offensive tackles against Will Anderson, against Jonathan Grenard, they and Sheldon Rankin's in the middle too as well. Yeah. yeah, the Titans have to give <clears throat> Will Levis time to throw because if they do, it's been proven all year that you can throw on this Texans team. So yeah. I'm not as worried as much about the defensive side of the ball for the Titans, but on offense, they can't allow the pass rush to wreck the game plan. And I also think what's interesting, man, I really wanted to uh, look at Will Anderson this past Sunday. And, and and I caught him a couple of times this year. Um, I, I think with Will, first of all, shout out to DeAndre Hopkins. He's been very good for y'all. He's been the first broke the curse, right? He's been he's been the first aged wide yes. receiver to actually be productive. And this he going did. back to Andre Johnson, Julio Jones. Right. Uh, I'm not sure, maybe it was somebody else, but he's been good uh, for Randy y'all Moss. this year. Randy Randy Moss. Yeah, that should have yep. never happened. But I'm looking at Will Levis. And with him having a true number one receiver, he is not scared to throw the ball. Mm-mm. And he will put it in some tight spots. He's I, I, I want to give him credit because from what I saw from Will Levis coming out of college, I think he's on a trajectory to be a good quarterback, to be a good quarterback for the Titans. Maybe not top 10, but you look up and 
kind of like Ryan Tannehill had the Titans at one point. Right, right. right? right. And so that's that's respectable. Uh, I do want to say that, but I, I definitely think for Houston, they got to switch it up. Again, not to abandon the zone altogether. They should. But I believe in Derek Singley. To, I can believe I can leave him out there with DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's not the same D Hop. There is a step taking off his game a little bit. He's right. still good. Right. Against press can... coverage, he's really struggled this year. Off coverage, ah. he's done very well. So the right. press coverage is real physical on him. He struggled with it. So it, uh, I agree with you. If you're I the Texans, I know you play zone, but that's not what's good against the Titans. People bring pressure on the Titans, crowd the line of scrimmage like the Texans were doing last week against Zach Wilson, and the Jets were hitting screens and short plays, and the Texans just didn't tackle. But, and, but you know what? Last week, doing week, that, that's the plan. Last week, it came down to the linebackers. It was really hindering. I think Christian yeah. Harris, who had been having a good stretch of five weeks, games in a row, been playing right. some good football, uh, he got picked on last week, and they were using those mesh routes, mm-hmm. attacking the middle of the field, yep. right, crossing routes, and he just didn't have the best of days. And that's why I look at the linebackers. I think the D-line is going to do good, and I think the secondary for Houston will, will be good as well. I'm looking at that D-line, I mean, that, that linebacker group, and I'm saying to myself, okay, Christian Harris, you have the speed. You got to play smarter. You got to, you know, stick to your assignment, right? And for the rest of you guys, it's going to be a collective group. That was probably when I come into the season, I thought that was the weakest position on the defense was that linebacker group. And week in, week out, it's shown to be the weakest position. I'm sorry to say all of that, but I do want to give Will Levis some props. I like that Tennessee got him a number one receiver, and I like that he's not playing afraid to throw the ball up. He's made some very good throws this year. So yeah. No, he's overconfident. Some of the mistakes that happen and some of the is because he knows that his arm is just so great that he tries to make certain throws. And I've been saying for the last few weeks now that him calibrating of, oh, I can make that throw. Oh, I can't make that one though. Oh, I can make that one though, but but I probably shouldn't do that. Him having that calibration time right now during this season is going to be so important going forward. But talked enough, Will Levis, uh, throughout the week in the last couple of weeks for sure. We're going to move into the prediction, prediction section of today's show. Talk about who we think is going to win this game. And I'm going to let John share his thoughts on uh, the Houston Texans or uh, Houston Oilers ownership that yeah. is a constant topic of debate outside of the uh, Titans fan base. But before we get into that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Look, guys, the NFL season is almost gone. All right, and you need to get in on the action at FanDuel because as the weather gets colder, the Hmm. NFL offers stay hot. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet, winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time. The app's easy to use. You can bet spreads, player props, over-unders, single-game parlays are excellent. Make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in on the action this NFL season. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, it is time to cap off 
a crossover Thursday edition of the Locked on Titans, Locked on Texans podcast week 15, a battle in Nashville as both these teams try to keep their playoff hopes alive. We've talked storylines. We've talked matchups. Now it's time for some predictions. John, I can tell you got something to say. I'm going to let you go. Finally, (laughs) the Texans have come back. I just wanted to do that. Uh, So I I think this is going to be a tough game, right? We look at Uh CJ being out. You got the the rise of of Will Levis and what he's doing. Now you got Davis Mills back who has had some success against the Tennessee Titans. We know the success of Derrick Henry in the past. I think he's rushed for 200 four to five straight games, something crazy like that. I I don't know if that's happening this time, though. The Titans' offensive line isn't as good, and there's another aspect to it that I'm not going to talk about. I don't think it's going to happen. The Texans' run defense has actually improved heavily this year. But the Titans and the Texans play each other great almost every Mm -hmm. time, right? Every time. It's it's a physical game. Um, It's a division game. It's an emotional game for people that were born before the 90s. So I think I'm not going to pick a a winner or loser because I really do believe it can come down to this three points. I think this is a three point type mm-hmm. of game. It can be 10, seven. It can be 13, 10. It can be right. 17, 14. But I think that the winner of this matchup is not going to be a lot. I don't think it's going to be by a lot. I think it'll be coming down to the wire type of game. I can mm-hmm. see final drive or just, you know, holding the team off. I think this is going to be a very tough game for both teams. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's a game that we get down to the fourth quarter and, like, the last drive of the game will matter. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. game won't be out of reach uh, whenever the last drive actually occurs. For me, I think the big thing that I'm looking for in this game is the Titans' run defense. Whichever team can run the ball uh, in the Texans' wins, they run the ball for 99 yards a game. In the losses, they only run for 78 yards per game. So you look at that, and then you look at the Titans, who run the ball for 106 yards per game. If the Titans can hold the Texans to like 78, and then the Titans can get over 100, that means that the Titans had more third and shorts, more Mm. third and manageables to make it easy on their young quarterback. So I think whoever runs the ball better in this game is the team that wins. And I think the Titans find a way to do that. So I think that gives them just the slight edge being at home. And if it comes down to that final drive, I think the home team has a big advantage for that reason. So I'm actually going to go 20 to 16, 20 to 16. The Titans win. Wow. Wow. Two score game. 20 to 16. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why Not I heard 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 20 to 16. Yeah, I think it's I think it's much closer. I think there's some field goals in this one. It will definitely be some field goals. Uh, but I don't want to move the goalposts. Listen here, Titan fans. Uh, wherever you are, it can be Tennessee, it can be it, it, it can be in, in Delaware, it can be New York, <laughs> it can be in Canada, you can be with Drake right now. It don't matter. Listen, y'all see this? This is Houston. Houston Oiler hat, yeah. You see these, you see these colors. This is Houston. They made the decision to, you know, pack it up and leave. I understand it, but at the end of the day, history is where history is, and the Oilers, the Titans, which was the Oilers, and 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 now the Texans, and you know whatever the case is, this on my crown, the Oilers hat that I got on with this cream. Color with the red and baby blue and the jacket to match. And I look good. 
I look good. It's because I'm from Houston. And so <laughs> are the history and, and everything that comes with these colors from Houston, regardless of what y'all think. The colors belong to the city of Houston. Well, listen, John, you're going to upset a lot of people with that. And there are a lot I'm of okay Titans fans that send push them, back. Send them to my, my mentions. Right, right, right. Uh, the, the war will be won on the field. It will be. I do think what makes it so fun, honestly, is these are the, this, this color, this color scheme is crazy. It's, it's so good. great. So it's beautiful. I, I think it's fun because it's like when you wear that jersey, it's not too many jerseys in NFL history that look better than the original Oilers jersey, white or I mean, blue. Uh, Chargers powder blue. The Eagles Kelly green is good. I mean, but I think this is better than the Eagles. Yep. Yep. So I agree with you. I think that's why it's so fun because, you know, we, we know about colors and what colors can bring mm -hmm. passion and pride and all of that. So it's yep. all funny games, man. But, you know, it does belong to the city of Houston. I'll let you close it out. <laughs> well, all I got to say is, dude. There are very few things in the world today on social media that are unanimously liked. Like everybody is like, yeah, that's fire. That does not happen in today's society. No, Even doesn't. something great can have pushback. But the Houston Oilers uniforms, ain't Always nobody that doesn't like those. So with that being said, though, great game coming up this weekend. Hope you guys enjoy. Make sure you check out the Friday edition of Locked on Titans, Locked on Texans. It's your team every day. Thanks for checking in with us on Crossover Thursday.